Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 84. So we're 84 episodes through. And I got an action-packed episode for you. And we'll be trade deadline is this week. NBA news so much. Football season coming upon us, everybody. So much more. Stay tuned for this action-packed episode number 84. Let's hop into it. We'll start with episode number 84. How we always do with our headlines in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell saga still going on, everybody. Is he going to be in New York Knicks? Is he going to be in Boston Celtics? Is he going to be in Miami Heat? I really don't know. I hope Donovan Mitchell's going to be in New York, Nick. I think he's going to be in New York, Nick. It's just tough. He obviously wants to be in New York. He's a Mets super fan, everybody. All right, in that first thing against the Yankees, tweeting, I'm sick right now because they went back-to-back. Then he went crazy when the Mets scored four runs. We're going to talk about that game later. Donovan Mitchell's a super Mets fan. He's a super New York sports team fan. He loves the Mets. He probably wants to be a Nick. Donovan Mitchell, come to the Knicks. I know the Jazz are asking for a huge price, but it's worth it. I would give up three first-round picks. Three second-round picks. I would give up Obi Toppin. I would give up Mayo quickly. I would give up Miles McBride. I would give up Quentin Grimes just to get Dolph Mitchell. I would do it. It would make us a win-now team. I'm excited. I hope we can get Dolph Mitchell as a New York Knicks fan, but we'll see. Dolph Mitchell still in the trade market. It was also still in the trade market. Kevin Durant, everybody. Kevin Durant hopping it to another team. But he broke the internet this week saying, hey, he might be a Boston Celtic. There is a deal that almost got done. Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant's swap. Now, the Brooklyn Nets said, no, we want more pieces. Why would the Brooklyn Nets do this? You're going to have to trade Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown's going to be the best option you're going to get back. The best player in the NBA right now that you can get back for Kevin Durant is probably Jalen Brown. Okay, obviously you're not going to get LeBron. You're not going to get James Harden. You're not going to get any of these guys. Get Jalen Brown, up-and-coming star. I mean, already a superstar. Jalen Brown's such a good player. Some could argue better than Jason Tam. They're not going to trade Jason Tam. Because Jason Tam and Kevin Durant could work well. I might even go as far to say Brooklyn Nets might be better than Boston Celtics if they get Jalen Brown. You're going to have Kyrie Irving back this season. You're going to have Jalen Brown mixing there. You're going to have Seth Curry. You're going to have some big men. Never know. Nick Claxton could have a good season. Interesting stuff right there in the NBA. Kevin Durant, Dolph Mitchell, stone trade market. Let's move to the NFL. We need a bunch of news this week. Julio Jones chasing his first ring. Goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play with Tom Brady. This is an interesting move right here. You tell me this two years ago. I'm saying, whoa, Tom Brady got Julio Jones. That's amazing. Now Julio Jones, bit of a less type of player, had his worst season last season in Tennessee Titans. If you can stay healthy, this is a perfect move. If you can't, that's a bad move. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are we having injuries. Ryan Jensen probably going to be off the season. Got carted off today, the first day of training camp. That's not good right there. Tom Brady center. A lot of stuff going on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they did land Julio Jones. Another team who's struggling right now, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers are such a well-run organization, you could say. But that might be a little bit fake. They've done Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo in such a terrible way. They straight up so much to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance didn't look like all that last season. Jimmy Garoppolo still is pretty young. Still has got a lot of football left in him. And they're getting rid of him. It's sad right there. Jimmy Garoppolo has gone screwed over by this San Francisco 49ers offense time and time again. It's tough to see Jimmy Garoppolo still trying to find his new team. Now, another player who's on a new team is causing some controversy. Devontae Adams, everybody. Devontae Adams said, yeah, it's an adjustment. Going from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers' response to that? It's tough going from Hall of Fame receiver to Hall of Fame receiver. Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard. Now, they're both... Obviously joking, but Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer one day. Has so many, I mean, if he can have a good season these next three years, Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer. If he can make a Super Bowl, not win a Super Bowl, make a Super Bowl. To be in the Hall of Fame in the NFL, you don't have to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. It's so much tougher to win a Super Bowl in the NFL than the NBA. You can't just leave your team so easily in the NFL. Like in the NBA, Kevin Durant could say, hey, I want out right now. And he can be out any minute. LeBron James right now could say, trade me. He'd be gone. The only player who probably couldn't do that in the NBA right now is probably Luka Doncic, and that's about it. Crazy stuff right there, but... Julio Jones signing 
with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Devontae Adams going over to the Las Vegas Raiders, already making crazy statements. Jim Garoppolo not doing so well right now, trying to find his new team. But let's move from one last thing to headlines in the MLB. We had the Subway Series. It was such a great series. Two games. I went to the first one. We're going to talk about that later. What a game. What a first inning. Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo go back to back. That's score four runs next inning. Win it. What a game for the New York Mets next half inning. Man, just great game. Subway Series won. Ninth in the next game. Dan Vogelbach starting. He has a good game. Starling Marte gets the walk off. Blew it a little bit. Max Rizzo pitched great. Dave Pearson blew the game in the eighth inning, giving up that homer to Gleyber Torres. But it's all good, though. Starling Marte gets his walk off. That's my headlines right there. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, my favorite of the week, everybody. This week's my favorite of the week is going to the Subway Series, Game 1. Now, it was a great game. You had Tywin Walker on the mound, who's been pitching great as of late. His first start since the All-Star game. You had Jordan Montgomery on the other side, who's tearing things up. And it's going to be a good clash. You have Mets versus Yankees, two of the best teams in baseball. Second best team in the NL in New York Mets, record-wise, and the best team in the AL in the New York Yankees. You got DJ LeMahieu leading off the game. Quick, easy out for Tywin Walker. Second at-bat, Aaron Judge. Boom! Home run, 38 on the season. I'm freaking out. I don't even look. I'm not even paying attention. Next at bat, next pitch, Anthony Rizzo. Boom, back-to-back home runs. And I'm just thinking, did that just happen? Did that seriously just happen? I was so worried. Tom Walker was freaking out. I was like, this could be such a rough night for Tom Walker. It's coming back from last season. Last season, Tom Walker gave up like 10 runs. He was tipping his pitches against him. He's tipping his pitches again. I was worried about all that. Then the next inning, Brandon Inmo gets struck out of things, and I just worry. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bad game for offense and defense, pitching, everything like that. Then, Starling Marte comes up and just smashes one to the left field wall. Over the left field fence, home run, Starling Marte, 2-1 to one game. Just such a huge relief. Next up, Baptist Gullendor gets on base. P. Alonzo drives him in on a big double past Aaron Judge into the outfield, out to the Warren track, hit the wall, everything like that. P. Alonzo, great hit right there. And the next at bat, Eduardo Escobar slams one over the left field wall. Home run, New York Mets. What game? What inning that was? 4-2 to two in the first inning. If you didn't bet the over in that game, in the over-under, wow. Mets want to score another uh, two more runs. Yankees, I don't think they scored for the rest of the game. Actually, no, they did have one. DJ Mayhew had that quick one with the bases loaded. But after that, Aaron Judge really wasn't that clutch. Last night, Max Scherzer going up against Aaron Judge, sat him down over five, three straight strikeouts against Max Scherzer. Not good stuff there from Aaron Judge. Bit of an interesting type player, but seeing him hit that home run, you can't debate him being a clutch player at all. And he's just a great player, Aaron Judge, but interesting stuff right there. Maybe he should have done better against Max Scherzer. Top level hitting versus top level pitching. Top level pitching, one right there. Just great game. Got this ball from Brand Nimmo. Thank you, Brand Nimmo. Game used ball of Jose Trevino, foul ball. Great stuff right there, but just really fun game all in all. Glad the Mets were able to win the Subway Series, sweep the Subway Series, and we'll see you next time at Yankee Stadium. Now, top five, but this week's top five is the top five players in the MLB trade market. We have the trade deadline this week. Get ready for it. I want to give one honorable mention right here. It's my wild card, everybody. Showtime, Shohei Otani, everybody. He can do it. He can hit. He can pitch. He can do it very, very well. He's a generational talent. Is he going to get traded? The trade deadline? I don't think so, but teams are clocking in, checking in, seeing if he's available. Now, Billy Epler, former Angels GM, now current GM of the New York Mets, check things in. Reports the Padres are checking in. Mariners are checking in on Shohei Otani's availability. Free agent after next season. I talked about this on last week's episode, saying that I'll probably get traded this offseason. I think Shohei Otani... It's about a 70% chance to get traded this offseason. Not some joke right there. This Angels team is an atrocity right now. They are so bad. 
And you don't want to give up Shohei Otani for nothing. You could get one of the biggest haul in MLB history for Shohei Otani, but do it in the offseason. Don't do it right now. Don't ruin your chances. Do it right now. Say Shohei Otani wins MVP and Aaron Judge struggles. Shohei Otani wins MVP. His value goes up that much. Yeah, interesting stuff right there. Shohei Otani, my wild card now. But now let's hop into the real top five players in the trade market. Number five, Christian Walker. But Christian Walker, interesting type of player. First baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks, 23 home runs, some of the most in MLB. Arizona Diamondbacks, slumping team. I think he's definitely in the trade market. I hope a team can snag him. Christian Walker deserves to go to a contender. Four, Wilson Contreras, one of the last pieces of that Chicago Cubs fake dynasty. Why I say fake dynasty, everybody thought after they won the 2016 World Series, this team's going to be a dynasty. They have Chris Bryant. They have Javier Baez. They have everybody. No, no, no. Wilson Contreras, I think he's going to get traded. Having a great season. Stuff, I mean, that's tough stuff right there. He was super upset having to leave Wrigley Field for the last time. Ian Happ's probably going to get traded. That's a package right there. Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, probably both going to get traded. Number three, Josh Bell. First baseman for the Washington Nationals. This guy is one of the most underrated players in MLB right now. Okay, had a great few years in Pittsburgh. Had a great few years. Oh, man, almost won MVP one year. Gets straight over to Washington. 2019, tears things up. Bang 300 this season. Nobody really talks about him because he's on the Washington Nationals. He was on the Pittsburgh Pirates before that. But he's a good player. Josh Bell could surely help out a contender. Third best player in this trademark right now, Josh Bell. Number two, a little bit of another wild card right here. Xander Bogart, everybody. Xander Bogart, shortstop with the Red Sox. He's going to be free agent after the season. Padres are checking in. A bunch of other teams are checking in. Hyam Bloom has done a terrible job with the Red Sox. Now, he might have a master plan at the end of it all. Get Mookie Betts. Eh, no. He thought he could get Mookie Betts after trading him. He thought he could wait until he was free agent and get him, but no, the Dodgers signed to a mega extension. Didn't work. Alex Verdugo really hasn't improved at all since his first season with the Red Sox. Rafael Devers probably going to lose him in free agency. Why would he want to stay? Just tough stuff right there. High and blue. Hasn't done a great job. I think they probably need to trade Xander Bogarts at the trade deadline to get a bunch of value for him. Two, Xander Bogarts. And lastly, at number one, the king of it all could go for the biggest deal in MLB history. You already know who it is. Juan Soto, everybody. Juan Soto, such an elite player. Now, right now, the Paul Revere is probably the front runner. Number two, I'd say, is the Mets. Number three, the Cardinals. Cardinals could give them hot. They could give them Matthew Libertor. They could give them Nolan Gorman if they want to. They could give them Mason Wynn. They could give them Jordan Walker. They could give them Jordan Hicks. It's just, they have so many prospects, St. Louis Cardinals, to give the Washington Nationals. San Diego Padres have a lot of prospects to give the Washington Nationals. Also, Mets do too, but do you really want to be facing Juan Soto for the next 15 years of your division? I don't think so. But Juan Soto, number one, that's my top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, did you know everybody, this week's day knows, did you know, for the first time in the regular season, Subway Series history, the Yankees and the Mets were both first place in their respective divisions, and at least, at least. Interesting stuff right there, two great teams. I mean, New York Mets, they're improving from last season. One year ago today, the 2021 New York Mets started to collapse. They got Javier Baez, and then everything went downhill. They got swept by the Phillies, everything went downhill, they were in first place, then they weren't. Then they were in pretty much last place of their division. Tough stuff right there for the New York Mets, didn't make the playoffs last season. The improvements this season have been amazing. Getting Buck Showalter, getting Edwin Diaz to be the best closer in baseball. Yes, not Clay Holmes, Edwin Diaz to be the best closer in baseball. He is. When Edwin Diaz comes into the game at City Field, is electric. I've seen it twice now. The trumpets come out. Every fan's going crazy. It's lights out. It's four strikeouts, up and down. You're done. Edwin Diaz is that type of player. Getting Daniel Vogel back. You see Daniel Vogel back, and you say, whoa, 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 this guy's a power. He's going to go for the fences every time. Lowest swing rate in MLB. Mets are consistent, everybody. They're good. Yankees are consistent, too. They got Clay Holmes. It's just a good team. Both really, really good teams. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comment section. That's what I didn't know this week.
Now, Kevin Durant, like I said in the headlines, broke the internet earlier this week with the Boston Celtics rumors. He says he doesn't want to be a Boston Celtic. You requested a trade. You're going to whoever you go to. Kevin Durant, this swap could be so interesting in my opinion. Get Jalen Brown to the Brooklyn Nets. That is such a steal. It'll be an interesting thing right there because the Brooklyn Nets could have had Jalen Brown. They could have picked Jalen Brown. It was their pick. The Celtics used to pick Jalen Brown. They all likely would have picked Jalen Brown if they had that pick at the time from the Kevin Durant. Paul Pierce deal still haunting them a little bit. But Sean Marks needs to do this right. They need to get Jalen Brown. Don't get greedy. Don't ask for Marcus Smart. Don't ask for Derek White. Don't ask for that many role players. Get Jalen Brown. Maybe get Derek White and leave it. Don't talk to them after that. That's the deal. Do it, Sean Marks. Interesting stuff right there. Kevin Durant and Jason Tim. Would it work out? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for my Kevin Durant spotlight. You know what I love about the MLB? How a team can switch like that overnight. The Baltimore Orioles last year were the worst team in the MLB. Minnesota Twins last year were one of the worst teams in the MLB. Seattle Mariners last season were one of the worst teams in the MLB. You know where they are now? They're all three of them are in playoff position. Minnesota Twins leading their division. Seattle Mariners in prime playoff position. Ten games back from the Astros still, but in prime playoff position for the wild card. And Baltimore Orioles only one game back from the wild card. Interesting stuff right there. That's what I love about that movie. Baltimore Orioles are building up something right there. Lee Rodriguez, the J-Rod show, is for real an amazing player. Minnesota Twins, Byron Bucks is an MVP candidate. It's just a great team, in my opinion. Three great teams in MLB. So glad these teams almost done with the rebuild. Now, you could say a rebuild's done like that. Everybody thought the Detroit Tigers' rebuild was over after they won their first game of the season with Javier Baez. Now they've been terrible ever since. So, Detroit Tigers really haven't figured things out. There's still a couple teams needing to figure out their rebuilds. Texas Rangers still trying to figure out the rebuild. Oakland Athletics just starting their rebuild. But interesting stuff right there. Three teams that were doing a rebuild last year, looking like they're in the end of it. So glad to see right there. Three teams in prime playoff position after being horrendous last season. Now, here's one thing I want to talk about here. Here's my biggest hot take. Pete Alonso should be MVP. And it's not even close, in my opinion. Pete Alonso is the MVP and then you can say Paul Goldschmidt this, Paul Goldschmidt that. Are you valuing average and OPS? Or are you going to value home runs and RBIs? That's my question for you right there. Home runs and RBIs is what I think you should value. P. Alonso has 25 home runs in the season. He's so consistent. Ever since his rookie season, P. Alonso has switched things up. He hit 55 home runs his rookie season. Be bad 247. Not so great. Now he's batting 280. He's getting on base almost every at bat. You see him in person. He's so consistent. He doesn't strike out that much. He's such a consistent player. I was talking to an MLB player. He said, P. Alonso. He's so good. He's the MVP. He's the most consistent player in MLB, you could say. Yeah, that's who P. Alonzo is. Should be MVP. Not Paul Goldschmidt. Not Mookie Betts, in my opinion. One thing I want to talk about here, the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox have just messed things up. They thought they were going to go into a rebuild. Alex Verdugo, Chris Sale, all of that. But they didn't. You should have given up Chris Sale and saved the money for Mookie Betts to sign all the way back in 2019. But no, they didn't. Now the Red Sox are in a tough position this season. They have a guy starting tonight by the name of Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to your family. I have no idea who you are, and you're starting for the Boston Red Sox tonight. The Boston Red Sox, who won the World Series in 2018, still a good team. Boston Red Sox were in playoff position last year, made the playoffs last year, made the ALCS last year, and didn't do much. This is interesting stuff right here. Boston Red Sox should be better. They aren't. High and Bloom has messed things up. Alex Cora really hasn't been a great manager. I think this is probably Alex Cora's last season with the Boston Red Sox, you could say. Interesting stuff right there. So another team that was in prime playoff position last year, over 100 wins, great team. They had great pitchers, everything like that. San Francisco Giants have been so bad this season, under 500 for the first time since last season, April of last season, the start of last season. Interesting stuff right there for the San Francisco Giants. 
Gabe Kapler, in my opinion, is the most overrated manager in all of sports. Coach in all of sports, you'd say. Gabe Kapler was terrible to Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper ran him out of town out of his first year there. Now, Joe Girardi wasn't good after him either, but Gabe Kapler had a great roster last season, didn't do anything in the playoffs. I think everybody kind of had that sense. They had a great season, but they're not going to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. And it happened. They couldn't beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Dave, Gabe Kapler has had done a terrible job this season with the San Francisco Giants. Logan Webb, their star pitcher, only 25 years old, should be a Cy Young potential sled player. Hasn't been doing so great. Logan Webb could be on the trademark in the next one or two years. Looking like a Corey Kluber type of player. Great team. Great pitcher. Young pitcher. Not gets traded. Doesn't do much with it. Logan Webb on that type of track. Joey Bart, their catcher, they picked number two overall, 2018. MLB draft is looking like such a bust. They have Kirk Casale catching games for them now. When you have Joey Bart, former number two pick in your roster, and you can't start him because he's that bad, that's your fault. Joey Bart looking like a bust so far. There were so many good players in that 2018 draft you could have taken. It's just a bad run organization now ever since that 2014 World Series. Gets me a little bit angry. San Francisco Giants still struggling. Let's switch it to the other side of California, the Los Angeles Angels, where Mike Trout, unfortunately, has a career type of injury right here. A little bit scary thing right there. Mike Trout has a career injury with his back, had to get a cortisone shot, a rare back syndrome. Interesting stuff right there, Mike Trout. Could alter his career, could alter his way down. You could trade Mike Trout. I don't think that's going to happen. You're probably going to end up trading Shohei Otani, like we talked about earlier. Interesting stuff, Shohei Otani going on right now. The last thing I want to talk about right here, around the bases, is Juan Soto, everybody. Juan Soto, the most interesting player in sports you can say right now. On the trade market, Juan Soto, such a great player. The next Mike Trout, if he's on a good team. Why I say on a good team? Because Juan Soto, within the Washington Nationals, has a swing for the fence every single at bat. If he's on a good team, he can take his walks. He can take his time. He can use his strike zone in his mind. Juan Soto literally seems like he has a strike zone in his mind. He pays, I mean, Juan Soto is such a good player. He can have 1,000-plus OPS. Just such a good player, Juan Soto. Interesting stuff right there. That's about for Around the Bases this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, we see this all the time in sports. We have our top athletes in sports saying, I want a bigger contract. I want the Supermax. I want this. I want that. Let's talk about it here. Pay these star athletes in the NFL and MLB or net. Let's hop into it. Let's start with Lamar Jackson. Does Lamar Jackson deserve to be paid the top quarterback type of money? If Kyler Murray can be paid top quarterback type of money, so can Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is such a good player. You'd say he's not a quarterback. He's such a consistent quarterback. One of the best passer rings in the NFL. Great player, Lamar Jackson. He deserves to be paid. He deserves to be the Baltimore Ravens franchise quarterback. He fits the Baltimore Ravens franchise. He fits everything around there. Get your franchise quarterback. Lock him up forever. Lamar Jackson is that guy. I think the tough thing going on with Lamar Jackson's contract extensions right now is because he doesn't have agent. He's running it for himself. That's a tough thing right there. Lamar Jackson, pay him, though, Baltimore Ravens. Next player on this list, Juan Soto. Now, Juan Soto's not going to get paid to the Washington Nationals. That was honestly not that even good a contract, Washington Nationals game. Now, 15 years, $440 million, still a good contract, but the average annual value, the AAV, isn't that high. It's lower than Fernando Tatis. It's lower than Francisco Lindor. It's lower than Mike Trout. It's lower than those guys, which I think Juan Soto should be higher than. Juan Soto should be the highest paid player in baseball. He's one of the best players in baseball. He's a generational talent. He is. Juan Soto, pay Juan Soto whatever he wants. Average annual value, whatever he wants. Juan Soto, yes. Shohei Otani, I'm going to go with Nay right here. He's getting up there in age. Does he need a 15-year contract? I don't think so. Shohei Otani's still a good player. Maybe give him a 10-year type of deal. Maybe the deal Mike Trout got about three years back. I think it was 10 years, 400 million. Just great stuff right there. Mike Trout, but he obviously deserved it. Shohei Otani, nay, though. I don't think it's going to be with the Los Angeles Angels. I think it could be with like the Seattle Mariners, Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Mets, New York Yankees. Whoever it might be with Shohei Otani, I don't think deserves that 15-year type of contract. Next player on this list, DK Metcalf. I'm going to say pay. 
DK Metcalf, generational type of talent, the wide receiver position. He has the size. He has everything. Get him a quarterback. I don't think it should be with the Seattle Seahawks. I think it should be with another team. It's not the Seattle Seahawks are willing to pay DK Metcalf. I think the best situation for the Seattle Seahawks is not paying DK Metcalf and getting a huge haul for DK Metcalf or whatever team he goes to. So I'm going to go with pay DK Metcalf, but not the Seattle Seahawks. Nice player. Another wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Everybody. Debo Samuel, interesting type of player. A little bit of a type of running back. Type of player could burn out in the next few years. So I'm going to go with Nett. Now, Debo Samuel still does deserve a contract, maybe a three-year, $60 million deal, which is still awesome, but not a Cooper Cup type of deal, not a Tyreek Hill type of deal, not Devontae Adams type of deal. I don't think that's what Debo Samuel deserves. DK Metcalf, he deserves that, not Debo Samuel. Next player, Justin Jefferson. Yes, Justin Jefferson deserves to be paid. But Justin Jefferson says, I'm only in my third year. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on winning football games, which is what everybody else should be doing. Justin Jefferson, yes, pay him that Devontae Adams type of contract after the season. He deserves it. Justin Jefferson is such a great player. Next player, Aaron Judge, everybody. Aaron Judge, interesting player. He could have the greatest season in MLB history and then next season have one of the worst. That's the thing with Aaron Judge right there. He's an interesting type of player. He's 30 years old. You're paying a 30-year-old 15 years. He's 45 years old. He's doing terrible. You can see right now, Miguel Cabrera, had a huge contract. He's getting paid $42 million next year and this year. He's not that good of a player at all. You don't want to get stuck in that type of situation with Aaron Judge. So I'm going to go with Nay. He could get a six-year deal. He could get a crazy average annual value, which I think he deserves. But not 15-year, not a 10-year, not even an eight-year type of deal for Aaron Judge. I'm going to go with no. That's what I have to pay your Nay for this episode. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Dante Moore, Nico Amalavia, Archman. Those are the three names you need to know. This is at the buzzer, and we're going to talk about NIL. Why I said those three names at the start? Those are all the three top quarterbacks of the 2023 class. Now, you have Malachi Nelson, but he's not part of this conversation right here. He's the number one quarterback. He's not part of this conversation. Archman's number two. Dante Moore's number three. Nico's number four. But all these guys would have been number one in last year's class, the year before that, and the year before that. This is such a talented class. But why I said those three names is, all three of those players committed to a school solely based on NIL. Dante Moore would have gone to Michigan. Nico Amaleva would have gone to USC. And Arch Manning would have gone to Ole Miss if it wasn't solely based on NIL. But it was. Arch Manning got a big NIL deal from Texas. Dante Moore's parents got hired by Nike for him to go to Oregon. And Nico Amaleva got an $8 million deal to go to Tennessee. We have a growing problem in college football. We're making it a super conference with the Big Ten and SEC. We got NIL tearing down sport, tearing down programs like Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, tough programs that can make the conference championship, and now they can't. Kirk Ferentz is upset. He can't get his Big Ten West conference championship um, into the Big Ten title anymore because USC's coming in, UCLA's coming in. He says, why do we have to go out to these West Coast schools? We're not that big of a program. Why do we have to go out to these West Coast schools? It's all being torn down by NIL. I saw an interesting take the other day. Freshmen shouldn't be able to get NIL deals, and I found that kind of interesting. It wouldn't do anything with recruiting there because you can't say your freshman year I'll give you this much money but it could impact things later down the line after the freshman season they could transfer to a school solely based on NIL money Xavier Worthy receiver at Texas super talented he got a huge NIL deal from the team when he entered I mean he was about to enter the transfer pool just to weigh the market just that interesting people said Bryce Young should have entered the transfer pool after the season just to weigh the market on NIL it's not like that it shouldn't be like that. It wasn't like that back in the day where Colt McCoy would win the national championship and they say, hey, enter the transfer portal to see who wants you. No, you stay at your school. Bryce Young obviously didn't enter the transfer portal. People were encouraging him to. Xavier Worthy, people were encouraging him to enter the transfer portal. He didn't, though. 
Interesting stuff right there. I hate the trajectory of college football. We got the season coming up, though. I'm so excited for college football season. Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's about for out the buzz this week. Now, the best for last question of this week's question is, is it easier to get into the Hall of Fame in the NFL or the NBA? I'm going to say the NFL, but there's a reason why. NBA, you kind of have to win a championship to get into the Hall of Fame, but it's more disputed when you get into the Hall of Fame than the NFL. People are still disputing Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger getting into the Hall of Fame because they don't have that many Super Bowls. But interesting stuff right there. It's so much tougher to win a Super Bowl or win a championship in the NFL than to win a championship in the NBA. So that's why my answer is NFL. You can't just ring chase if you're the quarterback of the San Diego Chargers like Philip Rivers was. You can't say, oh, I want to go to this contending team. No, there's only one person who can play that quarterback position. If you're Kevin Durant, you can say, I want to leave the Oklahoma State Thunder and go over to a stacked team in the Golden State Warriors to win a championship. You can do that in the NBA. That's why I think in the NBA, you should win a championship to get into the Hall of Fame, not so much in the NFL. Derek Carr deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and Phil Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, which they all do, in my opinion. That's about for question this week. Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's about for episode 84. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the best sports content in the world. We'll see you back here next week, episode 85. Stay tuned.